0: I have a fantastic show for you today. I'll help you identify mediocrity. I'll also be interviewing radio host and author Christina Rivera, who reviews her book, Having It Made. A Journey of Rediscovery and Purpose. This book will help you uncover your true purpose. It will help you get clear on what's holding you back and will help you launch yourself into your success. For more information about Christina, please visit lifeunscriptedradio.com. You may also purchase this book on Amazon or in the previous guest products in both stores at either James Miller, Lifeology.com or lifeology.tv. Thank you so much for listening to Lifeology. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. If you're anything like me, you'll love to read. Go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible and start listening to your favorite book today. Once again, go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible to get started today. Identifying Mediocrity Have you ever said, I can't imagine doing this again? or if I have to do this one more time, those statements or those thoughts are really an indication that you are experiencing mediocrity. Now, of course, you're not mediocre, but the behaviors and thoughts that we have can sometimes become mediocre. When we see celebrities or really well-known people, we often think, gosh, I would love to be like them. So we have an idea of what we want, but unfortunately, we don't always have a plan. If you reflect on your life, let's say maybe five years ago, and you had certain goals that you wanted to accomplish, Well, fast forward five years later, have you accomplished those goals? We often get stuck in our routine or stuck in the way we think. And so therefore, to do something new or something slightly different can often be difficult to maintain. And so if we've tried it a few times and it doesn't seem to work, unfortunately, we revert back to the previous behaviors that we did. And then over time, that just becomes the norm. And the norm then turns into mediocrity. Did you know that it takes an average of 66 times for someone to do something for it to become a habit? Many people think it's 21 times, but it's actually 66 times. That's why for a lot of people in their New Year's resolutions, they're not successful. is because they simply didn't do it long enough. When you reflect on your life, if you find that you're bored a lot of times, that's another indication that you're not being stimulated. In other words, you're not learning anything. You're just coasting and going on autopilot. So the bigger question is, when you look at your day or your schedule, where is there a lot of downtime that you just don't realize is downtime? For example, most people commute about 30 minutes a day to work. On that commute, that's a wonderful time to learn something new. You can listen to a podcast. You can listen to an audiobook. You can learn a new language. You can talk to people on the phone who've been successful and ask them questions. Most people, when they're at the gym, they listen to something. That's another opportunity for you to listen to something that's inspirational or motivating or inspiring for you. If we continue to do the same thing over and over and over again, we're not really conscious about it. And we go on autopilot. And then once we snap out of it, that's when you say, I can't imagine doing this again. Or I can't imagine being in this job one more year. Or you dread how many more years you have in your current position until you retire. Did you know a minor adjustment can make a major improvement? For example, getting up ten minutes earlier, that allows you to not feel so rushed, that allows you to take your time and to be methodical about how you start your day. That's a minor adjustment, but that makes a major improvement throughout your day. When you reflect on the behaviors that you now know are a form of mediocrity, what do you think you can do that's slightly different? Now remember, the first time you try something, it doesn't mean it will always net you the results you want, but that's why you keep trying, and you keep tweaking, and you keep reinventing that behavior, and then you'll find that something sticks, that something works for you, and all of a sudden you don't feel so bored, or all of a sudden you don't dread doing something, Self-development is not a huge, overwhelming task. It's simply recognizing what you're doing right now and asking yourself if it's healthy. If it's healthy, then that's great. You won't experience mediocrity. However, if it's unhealthy and it's not giving you a healthy reward, then more than likely, you could probably improve that. So self-development is simply a thought away. It doesn't matter what yesterday was like. It doesn't matter what tomorrow's like. It simply matters what this moment is like. I know for me, some days I'm on the top of my game. I'm really, really methodical, very responsible, and very creative. And other days, for whatever reason, I find that I'm not as focused. Or I don't have as much energy. So that's why we can't compare yesterday to today. All we can do is focus on the moment right now and ask ourselves, what is the healthiest thing I can do for myself? And the more you ask yourself that question each time, you'll find that it starts to give you options. The more options you have, the more self-developed you become. So remember, if you pay attention to your thoughts or even your conversations and you say, I can't imagine doing this again, or we always do this, more than likely, that's a form of mediocrity. Once again, go to jamesmillerlifeology.com or lifeology.tv and sign up for the free weekly recap. My guest today is Christina Rivera, who is an author, speaker, consultant, and internet radio host of Savvy Business Life Unscripted. She's interviewed over 1,000... Over 1,000 businesses, foremost experts, and successful individuals of all walks of life. Today, she reviews her amazing book, Having It Made, inspirational lessons for your soaring personal success. Welcome to my show, Christina.
1: Oh, thank you so much, James. I'm so blessed to be here with you. Uh, We've been together quite a few times on your show, as well as Savvy Business, and I'm grateful to be here with you today.
0: Yes, thank you so much. My listeners, you may not know the backstory, but Christina was one of the first big shows I was on when I was a little podcast, and so she's been so instrumental in my life. So I'm so blessed to have her on my show again today.
1: Oh, thank you so much, James. I'm <laughs> grateful to be here and uh, to share some of my journey and hopefully yeah. help people not make some of the mistakes i made. And, uh, you know, as we continue our journey, it's an ever-growing process.
0: Yes, it certainly is. And the funny thing is, I'm sure you come back on my show again, like three years from now, and be like, oh my gosh, these are all the other lessons I've learned. So like you said, <laughs> it's if we don't stop and get it all in one day, it continually is a journey and a process.
1: Exactly. Absolutely.
0: Tell us about the book, Having It Made Inspirational Lessons for Your Soaring Personal Success.
1: Yeah, we. I actually did because I sent you the galley. We did change the uh, description after having it made, a journey of rediscovery and purpose because it's ever an ongoing journey, mm-hmm. so I changed it slightly. But the deal is that 10 years ago, I was sitting in a corporate desk ready to lose my mind, having major health issues and, and really feeling unfulfilled. And I said one day, is this it? The next 30 years, is this what I'm going to be doing? Yeah. Sitting here, not enjoying my life, not feeling fulfilled, and it began to open up the questions. What's next? What could I do differently? And uh, it just started peeling back the layers. And I wrote this blog called 101 Mistakes and What I Learned in Business. It was basically what I learned in my corporate American jobs, mm-hmm. you know, from time, job to job. And it was it was really a, really a journal for me, kind of like a diary to get clear on where am I lacking as far as where can I learn to grow and expand. And then that eventually became the book that you are holding in your hand. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Um, Yeah. And so now, um, as we said before the interview, it's it's never ending. Like some of the (laughs) lessons that I've written about in the book come about and rear their head in just a slightly different way as we continue to break past to a new barrier and transform our lives just a teeny bit more and grow and expand just a teeny bit more. And sometimes the same lessons come up just slightly different. And we're like, Mm -hmm. ah, I've been here before. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) And that's a great thing when you really take a moment and you can reflect on the fact that, ah, this looks very familiar to me. So reflect. reflect on your personal data from the past and you say, well, what did I do that worked? And what did I do that didn't work? We often forget about that second part. And then sometimes we reinvent the wheel and we're like, oh, this, you know, why am I doing this? Or this isn't working. But if we do reflect on, oh, I know how to get, I know how to move beyond this. And it makes the process more expeditious or more quick. And then we're able to learn that lesson and then move on in our life much more quickly.
1: Yeah, because honestly, uh, it's it's a lot of times we'll, we'll end up doing the same thing. But you realize that hey, okay, I've been here. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Mm-hmm. And as my mentor said, let's look at what we're doing right instead of what we're doing wrong.
0: Exactly. Yeah. One of the things your book really focuses on is, oftentimes, let's say in a movie, we show up at the end of the movie and we're like, oh my gosh, this person is amazing. They're great, but mm-hmm. we forget about. The journey, uh, the journey of the hero, if you will, or the mm-hmm. process of how that happened. Tell us about how that made sense for you in your own life.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's interesting, James. I used to look at and read when I was a kid. One of my favorite things to do was read biographies. Uh-huh. And at the time, I was really intrigued with musicians, Beethoven, Mozart, Brahms, you name it. And and you'd see they're they're working out of their lives. Now, Beethoven didn't have a perfect life. I heard he had a bit of a temper, ill-tempered. Mm-hmm. He had an abusive dad. But look where he came to at the end of his life. And, and that's what I found for even myself as I've continued the, the, the life journey and continued to grow and expand that You go through life and you realize that, you know, it's ongoing and that you can continue to learn and it's not a straight path to, oh, look, I'm just here. I'm six. I succeeded. (laughs) It's I think what people do when they look at like an Amazon, look how enormously successful they are, but they don't realize and look back at the fact that he was operating out of his garage. Mm, He
0: was. Yes. Yeah, exactly.
1: And so to see where Beethoven came from, an abusive dad, his mom died early, losing his hearing uh, to realize that he reached. Ultimately, uh, taught you know to become a musician, write beautiful um, masterpieces that have last hundreds of years. It was an ongoing process of expansion and learning, and taking his God-giving talents and giving them out to the world as a gift.
0: Wow, I love that. You know, this makes me think of um, one of the famous architects, Frank Lloyd Wright. I once read about how he and his uncle were on a farm. So the farm was completely covered in snow, and so they had to walk from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. So the uncle marched along, thinking that Frank was behind him. But when he turned around, he saw that Frank wasn't by him. So he waited a bit, and then Frank finally showed up. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing is, so the uncle was trying to teach him a lesson by saying, now, Frank, I had a goal. I went from here to there. See how my steps went in a straight line. And Frank's response was, yes, I see that, but I also got to Mm -hmm. go see the ducks. I got to see the chickens. I got to see the cows. And I still got there. So when we often get stuck and we have to do something one certain way Mm -hmm. and forget that life will often pivot, And move us around in different directions we eventually will accomplish our Mm. goals but be open to learning new things when you have the opportunity and that could be just by asking yourself what am i learning about myself right now
1: yeah and and on top of it james a lot of times what we When we start out uh, in life, we're like a lot of what we think we have to do to be successful is put upon us in school, Mm -hmm. in our family, our friends. And that's what happened for me. I was told early on, get a good corporate job, work your way up the corporate ladder. Someday you'll make good money as a VP or something, live in a penthouse. And as I, you know, continue to grow and started to ask these questions and say, what's next? Is this it? I started to realize those things that were told that I should want, that would be the pinnacle of success is not what I wanted.
0: Mm hmm. And then
1: we we begin to break it down. Like he said, you know, you don't have to get from A to Z because maybe you get to Z and think, oh, gosh, I hate this life.
0: (laughs) Exactly. I don't even
1: want this life.
0: (laughs) What was a turning point for you? You said that when you were in corporate America, you kept saying, is this all there is? And that's, was that that the time in your life when you're like, I need to start to change?
1: Well, it's interesting. I started to ask these questions and write this blog when I was working at a company um, that was doing something a little funky. They hired me and they were giving me out loads of money. And I'm almost you know, when it's too good to be true, it mm, usually is. It
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, and I was like, oh, my gosh, they got commissions going on. They got great money going on. And then they were doing something that I noticed didn't seem quite right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I quickly got my high tail my butt out of there and got another job. <laughs> good for you. But <laughs> at, that, at that point in time, I realized, I started to ask, why am I doing this? I don't even really love the work I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I got into it because I was told this is what you should do. It's a good corporate job. They have a good reputation. It will take you place. You know, the old 1950s mm-hmm. thing. get a job forever, Mm -hmm. you stay there, you retire. Well, it's not the way things work these days. And I began to realize that, you know, I might have gotten into accounting, but it's, I do it well, but it's not my great gift and talent. It's Mm -hmm. not what God blessed me with that I could just wake up every day, do like breathing and it feels so natural. That's broadcasting for me. But, you know, had I not started asking these questions, I wouldn't have got to where I am now where I eventually built a show that, you know, had a reach of 3 million people and was on AMFM. So, you know, sometimes it's just asking those small questions. And then the second part of it, being in that unfulfilled job, as well as starting to feel health issues come about, started to kind of prompt me further to push and ask those questions a little bit more urgently.
0: And I think that really comes from a place of as you evolve. Mm -hmm. Well, first off, I I believe, I think it's... um, Research states that there's five iterations of, of our life. So in other words, five five reinventions, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so with that, it can be within the same niche or another, same business, but it's the growing of that. But mm-hmm. I think what I'm hearing as well, and this is my own little spin on that, is as you started to ask these questions, it's almost redefining what is my quality of life and what Mm. is the most important to me. And so as you redefine quality of life, those metrics of success start Mm. to change or start to evolve. Or instead of just looking at one, which is a financial success or Mm. a position in your employment, those are important, but you expand it even greater to say, I want to live a life, especially on my terms. Okay. And so with that, that helps people say what may have worked before doesn't really work for me anymore.
1: Yeah, and also to define what are your values. I, I think it might have been my thirties when I actually started to write down like where where are my values? What is really important mm. to me? I think it's often we don't even sit down like we're on hamsters on a wheel, just chasing life, running three hundred miles an hour, taking the kids to ball games, da da, da da. And we we're like, what do I stand for? What's important to me? And then when you start asking those questions, I'm not happy. What would make me happy? What do I do that's just comfortable, that I even take for granted, that you know, that people just say, Oh, you do this so well. And, you know, like my friend who does hair, she just, oh, it messes with everyone's hair. Oh, can you fix my hair? It's just natural <laughs> that she doesn't even yeah. think about it being something that she could pull yeah. into a business or a life passion.
0: I really like that. Yeah, it's true. That's a really good point. I want to read the chapters of your book because Mm -hmm. I think many people can look at their own life and drop themselves into one of these chapters right now. Mm -hmm. First chapter is rediscovery. Second chapter, loss of self. Mm. Third, living in fear. Fourth, removing the veil of fear to see the choices laid before you. It's Mm. a really pivotal one. I really, really want to jump back to that one. Uh, Chapter five is the turning point. Chapter six, tell the truth first to self or to Mm. yourself. Yes. Uh, Seven, you are worthy. Eight, learning and growing. Nine, abundance. I'm getting excited. (laughs) Chapter 10, money and sales. Eleven, success can never be accomplished alone. And the conclusion is lack versus abundance, a shift in perspective. Yes. You know, I think we all, like I said, we all hear that and we can immediately find this chapter resonates with me right now. And Mm -hmm. I think it's a great entry point for many people. Of course, start from the beginning, but I think you have, your book is so packed full of knowledge and wisdom and lessons that people can immediately implement to find the path for their abundance in their own life.
1: Yeah, I mean, my hope in in writing this was to realize that you know you could be sitting in a corporate job feeling unfulfilled like I was, and, and maybe uh, not make some of the mistakes and waiting so long. Because I, I talk about a pivotal moment in one of my chapters where I got to a point where I woke up with severe chest pains, and actually you'll hear the story as uh, when you read it. But I did not immediately go to the hospital. I was like, I got to go to work and do my job. Um, oh
0: my gosh! Wow. Yeah. That but, programming. Yeah, I and mean, it makes sense. We all do it. Like we, you know, I have to put everyone else's needs in front of my own
1: yeah yeah so i mean at those moments you'll think to myself okay what parts of these stories can i relate to and maybe Mm -hmm. i can start asking my own questions to pull me in a path that is more in line with my values and bring me to a life of full fulfillment and using my gifts and skills in the best way to to gift the world Um, because we don't want to just end our life and be like oh that's it i didn't do everything i wanted i feel unfulfilled on our last day on this planet we don't want that
0: Definitely. You know, when I look at the chapter four, removing the veil of fear to see the choices laid before you, Mm. help us understand how is how is fear maybe more relevant in our lives than we realize?
1: Oh, absolutely. It was interesting. At that time when I wrote the story and I tell a very interesting um, time in my life where I really started to do some, I don't know how to explain it. I was doing things that were like edgy and I decided Mm -hmm. that I'm just going to take a chance to do something Nutters. So I went out there and did something a little bit off my, well, very much off my com- comfort zone. And like a lot of things, when you start to go past your comfort zone, often things can go wrong. Um, but that <laughs> doesn't mean you're on the wrong path. That just, exactly. That, often people will do something that pushes them off the edge and they'll be like, ah, things are not working out. Retreat, yeah. retreat, retreat. Yeah. No, but honestly, what I what I started to do at that moment when things started to look like it was falling apart, I immediately went into, you know, fear mode, like put my head under. Well, I didn't put my head under the sand, but I immediately went into fear mode and started to retreat into myself mm. and go back to where I was, where I felt safe again. So I ended up back to before I even started the um, exploration expansion and ended up back to where I started essentially. Um, and then I had to reflect and say, okay, how did I get back to where I was? Mm-hmm. And it was basically, basically, cause I let fear dictate, oh, well, this isn't working. This is scary. It's feeling very uncomfortable. Let me get back to comfortableness.
0: Wow. It makes me think of this quote and let me see if I can get it correct. She who turns around halfway in the race goes the same distance as she would have had she finished the race. <gasps>
1: Absolutely. That makes so much sense. (laughs)
0: Doesn't it? And it's like, why go, why go back to where we knew before when we're closer than we think. And so really focusing on that, like if I've already made this much distance or Mm -hmm. this much distance in my life, why not push a little bit further? Because once you do push a little bit further, Mm -hmm. you find that you do accomplish that race or perhaps understand something new about yourself, which helps you grow and move to the next level of your life.
1: Yes. And James, when you read that story at the end, when I had that veil of fear removed, what it was is after I did the retreat into myself and went back mm-hmm. to where I was, an opportunity had opened my opened up to me that I could no longer take because I retreated back into myself. Oh, interesting. And that was the moment I looked and realized I was so close to success. But because of my fear, I retreated back into myself and lost Ugh. the opportunity. But it was so close. And, wow. and that was the lesson for me. Like if I had just stuck it out a little bit longer, I would have had that success. But I, I, I got scared and let fear take hold.
0: And unfortunately, that is the natural consequence that we all have in anything we do. Consequences are, it's a neutral word, but it's based off of if it's a healthy consequence or not a healthy consequence.
1: Yeah. And you know what? Through the writing of this book, my new favorite acronym. uh, Remember, fear can be an acronym for flee everything and retreat or my Mm -hmm. now favorite or face everything and rise.
0: Oh, I like that because I saw that it was capitalized. I I was actually going to ask you about that. So say it one more time. Fear, what does it stand for?
1: Remember fear can be an acronym for flee everything and retreat, which is what I did. Yeah, yeah. Or it can be face everything and rise, which is which I uh, I wish I had done at that moment but I'm now doing.
0: <laughs> wow, I love that. Well, you know, you in another another part of the book it talks about telling the truth to yourself first. Yes. Help us understand that.
1: That was an interesting uh time I was going through a um relationship challenge and at the time I had some self-worth issues. Mm-hmm. And I decided, Mm -hmm. yeah, totally. And what it was is I got into sticky stickiness with my finances and I thought everything was perky. I had a whole bunch of credit. So I would just use my credit like it was water. And it was funny that one of my close friends said to me one day, uh, you might have a problem with your credit cards. I'm like, no, 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 I, I have plenty of credit. Don't worry about it. I barely have any credit, maybe 12,000 max. Um, she said, no, 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 I think we need to sit down and look at your credit card bills. So, um, you know, because I was really depressed and having some relationship issues, I was spending like crazy. And I was mm-hmm. that's that was my, you know, kind of shopping therapy. And so she came over one day and we got some coffee and she opened up all my credit cards with me and she put it on a spreadsheet. And I'm a I'm an accountant. I've been doing this forever. But when she put it on the spreadsheet and we looked at it, numbers do not lie.
0: No. Oh, wow. I was 20,
1: 26000 dollars Oh my
0: doubles. gosh. That's a huge yeah. difference from twelve thousand.
1: <laughs> yeah, huge. Double. More than double. Yeah. And I'm just sitting here like, uh uh, how did this happen? Um, and so you know, it was that the fact, you know, when sometimes we find different ways to seal up the uncomfortable in the and comfortableness inside of us. Instead of dealing with the emotions, we, we want to find a way to soothe it, make it feel mm-hmm. better. And sometimes mm-hmm. it might be, you know, having more sex for some people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes for other people, it be like eating a lot. For me, it was like, let's just go shopping some more. Yeah. So so for me, just to feel better, just keep chop, 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 chop until I had this realization that I am going to put myself in the poorhouse. Yes. So, you know, we worked out a plan together. We sat down. She helped me work out a plan and I paid everything back within two years.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Congratulations. Yep. Well, that, that segues right into the chapter of you are worthy. So yeah. from a place of, of feeling less than or not or not having a sense of worth mm-hmm. to all of a sudden now you you recognize that that's the next iteration of your self-development and yes. to really hold on to that sense of self-worth and self-value is incredibly mm-hmm. empowering
1: yeah and at that particular chapter i'm talking more about now branching out into starting my business and and mm-hmm. sales yeah. and it's so interesting because here i am working in accounting and, and the portion of accounting i did was really collections and ar so bringing the money in for for these big companies i worked for and it was never a problem for me to go ask for money when it's other people's money mm. and it's not my yeah myself on the line but yeah. now you're here you're going out there and you're making sales and you're selling essentially yourself every day it just put that self-worth issues and feelings and emotions on the table. Like, Oh, I'm being rejected again and not mm. take the rejection, um, to heart. Like this isn't about you. They're not rejecting you, the person. They're not needing your services or.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. Wow. Well, you know, I, hearing this, I, I'm, I'm truly inspired. I mean, I'm looking at my own life and kind of, just kind of creating those own chapters in my life of where I was versus where I'm at today. Mm-hmm. And then the, I guess, a second book that will arise in my own life as well is, as I Can't continually wait. grow and evolve as well. So this is an exciting thing. I'm, I'm very confident it's going to inspire my listeners too. Unfortunately, Christina, our time is up. So if my listeners would like to find more information about you, to hear your phenomenal show, Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, and to purchase this new book, Having It Made, A Journey of Rediscovery and Purpose, where would they find all this information online?
1: Oh, well, James, they can go to lifeunscriptedradio.com. They can also uh, click and get the book there or on Amazon. And uh, yeah, we'd love to have them uh, listen to the show, become part of our savvy family.
0: Perfect. My listeners also know that if they're not able to find your book in any other place, once again, it is having it made a journey of rediscovery and purpose. They can simply go to the previous guest products in both stores either James Miller, Lifeology.com or Lifeology.tv, and it will direct them with Amazon. Christina Rivera, thank you so much for being an awesome guest on my show. You're welcome back anytime.
1: Oh, thank you, James. It was an awesome blast. Thank you so much.
0: I also wanna thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap